Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. And we've been talking about inner healing. So um, what we're going to do right now is I want to just talk to you a little bit. We know that everybody needs healing at some point in their life. Everybody. I was amazed Sunday at the, the, the response to the altar call in the English and even the Spanish. You know, every service has a different dynamic. You do. You have different people in there, and then you have different cultures. And I just know that it was amazing Sunday because, wow, it really struck a chord with people. God really spoke to people about hurts in their heart, and they came to the altar in mass. You know, you were, those of you that were here Sunday and then also in the Spanish service. So that really touched my heart, and I know it touched God's heart. And amazingly, I know that it touched a lot of people's hearts, and they're reaching out to God for healing. So let's start off with Psalm 139, 23. Psalm 139, 23. Look at this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Now, I know that it's important for women in relationships to be known and to be listened to. But even though it may be slightly different with men, I believe there's some true similarities in that we as men, we want to be known. I'm amazed sometimes how well my wife knows me. I'll go, she'll go, what's bothering you? I'll be like, ah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not very introspective either. I don't look deep. Sometimes I just try to compartmentalize and look past stuff. And she'll go, was it this? And it's something. Or she'll go, baby, this is bothering you. Or she'll notice something. I'm like, that reminds me of that song from the, I don't know when, the 70s or, or 80s. You know me better than I know myself. And it's really powerful to be known that way. So when you seek God and say, search me, O God, and know my heart, well, he does. He created you. Scripture says he, he basically put you together in your mother's womb, and he knew you. He knew you then. So if he knew you then, wow, he knows you now. Okay. So when you say to God, search me, O God, and know my heart, test me, <laughs> and know my anxious thoughts. Sometimes our thoughts, our thoughts are anxious. We've got stuff coming up. We've got stuff going on. We've got... Stuff on our hearts, but you know what? Man, this is powerful because God knows you. God knows you and he cares. It matters to him. Even the small things. Do you notice how Jesus dealt with people in the Gospels? I, I love it how he walked up and busted up a funeral one time. A mom who was a widow, and it was her only son she was about to bury, and Jesus told her, if you recall the story, he said, don't cry. He was concerned. Now, don't get me wrong. That's a big deal. A widow, she'd lost her husband. Now she was losing her only son. He said, don't cry. And he, he woke that kid up from death or that man or whatever. But he cares about the details. He cares about the details. And that was a big deal. But I believe, I believe God cares about the things in your job. I believe God cares about the things that have hurt you. And man, things that have hurt you, they don't always feel small, do they? They don't. It was important to you. It offended you, whether it started with mom or dad or another relationship or an ex or who knows, something in your life story, something in your life situation. Who knows? But it's important to God. And because it's important to God, I guarantee it, it stamps your, your, the things that are important to you, it makes them valid. And if it's important to you and to God, then it's important to me. And I don't have to know all the details, but I just want you to know 
If you're hurting, you're going through something, I know God is going to speak to all y'all through this, this series. He's been speaking to me already. Wow. Shared with you guys on, on a Sunday, man, about how I'm, I'm grieving mom. I'm, I miss her. Man, it's crazy. The stuff that reminds me of her, and I can quote her, and I laugh, and then other times I'm scrolling through my phone, and I see pictures, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Man, I miss her. And some of you have lost somebody. I know Matthew lost somebody recently. He lost his dad. And man, it's not easy. But it's, it's okay. It's okay to grieve. Scripture says, Jesus himself said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Praise God. And you know, there's, God reaches out. He's with those who have a broken heart. So if your heart's been broken by something, God is with you. You're seeking him on a Wednesday night, faith and family night at the fair, <laughs> and you're at church. I guarantee you God is with you tonight. Let's go to Psalm 147.3. Psalm 147.3. Look at this. This is powerful. This is one of the theme verses of this series, and it's on the bulletin. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Have you ever had a wound bandaged? Anybody in here? You've had a wound, like an open wound. You got something cut, and what, what's what's the big deal about bandaging it? Well, it, it it can keep it from getting infected, right? It covers it, or it holds it together. I don't know if you call a sprained ankle a a wound, but I'm going to tell you right now. Has anybody ever sprained an ankle in here? Oh, it's fun, huh? Ask ask Barry about a sprained ankle. He hurt his ankle real good in 2013, and I, I'll never forget that. But I've sprained my ankles, and it is no fun, but I remember mom, here we go with mom again, she, she taught me how to bandage a, a sprained ankle to support it, and it helps it, it holds it together, it gives it support, and that's God lending you his support and his wisdom. He heals the brokenhearted and he bandages their wounds. I remember a kid in elementary, I think his name was Jimmy, he had a burn on his arm, I'll never forget this, and he would wear a bandage over it while it was healing, and it was a little white bandage it kind of looked like a cool fashion statement i remember thinking what what do you have that for i was in third grade what an odd memory but he had a little bandage over his wound i remember it would slip and you could see the burn mark but it was holding it together it was protecting it and that's what god does god holds us together he protects us you know because if you don't take care of wounds in the physical they get infected in the same way in the spirit man you don't deal with wounds you just brush it off brush it away ah that's fine i'm okay no, we need to go ahead and ask ourselves, man, right here. Ask God, really, point one tonight. Ask God to search your heart. He's the one who heals our hearts and he bandages our wounds. Ask him to search your heart. Just like that verse said in, in Psalm 139, 23. Ask him to search your heart. Ask God, God, why does that bother me? Why does that certain person and the way they interact with me, why does that bother me? Why does it offend me? Why does it hurt me? Why does it bother me when someone says that certain thing? Why is it a, and here's this word, why is it a trigger? You ever had something? You're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, and they say that, and I'm ready to go. Either cry or fight or yell or leave the scene or just be hurt. Ask God to search your heart. Why does that bother me? Hmm, why do I respond or act this way? Why? Some things are triggers. I've dealt with people before and seen, oh man, it's interesting as I've gotten older, I've gotten to see different aspects and different perspectives. I've dealt with younger folks and I've seen where they had an issue with dad because they kind of saw me like a father figure. 
And I could see, and just in dealing with me, I was like, huh, wonder what happened. And sometimes that'll come out. Sometimes it doesn't. They don't want to talk about it. But other times I'm like, huh, that's interesting that that bothers them. And God would begin to re- reveal to me, Dad hurt them. Authority hurt them. So they're hurt about it. That's why you need to ask God to search your heart. Sir, ask God to search your heart. You, when you're alone with God, and man, I've been doing it lately, again. And my mom was the queen of Ask God to heal your heart. My mom was the queen of that. She's like, babe, you need to go sit over there and hear from God. I'm like, can't you just tell me? <laughs> Didn't God tell you? Do you have a word of knowledge for me, mom? Something prophetic? Did God give you a dream? Or can... No, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes things, important things in relationships take time, don't they? They take time. I don't know if you guys know our story, but Jen and I, we... We didn't date. We were good friends. And I was working through Elaine, her best friend at the time. And I said, Elaine, would she say yes if I just skipped all this and asked her to marry me? And she's like, I think so. So I went and bought a ring. And I'll never forget. I said, hey, come in here and went to the office. Some of y'all have heard the story. And it was at a work day at the office. She was already director of the daycare. And Elaine worked here at the time. And Jonathan was here. And I just brought them all in the office. And Man, make a long story even longer, like one guy said. No, make a long story short. <laughs> I just got on one knee, and I was going to do a speech, and I was like, man, what, what am I even doing? So I got on one knee and just asked her to marry me. So I didn't know her that well, and she didn't know me that well, but what I knew I loved. And I knew in many ways she was my opposite. But there were things she didn't know about me yet. Even as perceptive, naturally gifted as she is in that area, knowing people and understanding them, she, there were things she didn't know about me. And yeah, there's things now I know, and I'll say it right now as God is my witness, I know I drive her crazy in some areas. The same things that attract you to someone sometimes, you're like, oh my gosh, again? You're still doing that? <laughs> They're so your opposite, and you, you know what I mean? I've been this way before. I'm like, why didn't she do it this way? Well, she's not going to. We work together. We love each other. But we've, we, we're not God, but we can search each other's emotions and search each other and get to know each other better. And in the same way, you can ask God to do that, to search your heart. And it's really good being known by somebody who loves you, someone you're safe with. There's no better person for that job than God, okay? So number one tonight, in, in being healed, ask God to search your heart. Now let's go to Matthew six twelve. Matthew six twelve. Hmm. This is just part of the Lord's Prayer. I just stole it right out of there, right out of the, Lord, the context of the Lord's Prayer. And say, look at what it says here. Jesus is speaking. It says, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. I want some responses tonight. Not to put you on the spot, but maybe a few of you will answer this. <clears throat> why is forgiveness so hard sometimes when we get in our own heads? Why? why well, yes, sir. Hard to let it go, just naturally. It, it, regardless of the personality, depending on how much it hurt you, it's hard to let it go. Yes, sir. It, oh, like it feels overwhelming and it's exaggerated? It's like, man, this has never, this, this never happened to anybody else. I can't believe they did that to me. And you know what? Let me add something to that. I'm glad you brought that up. And then I'm going to come to you, right, Michael? Here's what I believe according to Scripture. 
I believe we as humans, we're going to have a very hard time forgetting unless God helps us block it from our mind. But I believe, I believe, based on life experience, I believe you can forgive without forgetting. Because, you know, the reason your friend said that is because everybody's, you need to forgive and forget. Well, for us, forgetting is not bringing it up anymore, probably. You guys know y'all have messed up with people before, right? And you don't want them bringing it up every time after you've apologized and you've shown, man, I'm going to do better. I'm not going to do that anymore. But at the same time, yeah, we're humans. It's, it's hard to forget sometimes. It really is. Brother Larry, don't forget what you're going to say. I'm going to come right to you. Yes, sir. You're right. Pride, I think pride is involved in forgiveness or unforgiveness. Because it takes humility to go, well, would you forgive me? We want to be forgiven, yeah. And then, hey, but um, would you forgive me? But I forgive you as well. Yes, sir. I hear wisdom speaking in this house tonight. I hear wisdom in here. This is great. All of you have said some great things. It's true. It's like, man, so I'm going to let my barriers down and, and, and let you in again? And man, especially in marriage, right? Or in close relationship, a brother, a sister, or a brother and sister in Christ. It's like, man, you hurt me, and so I'm going to give you a chance to do that again? Now, here's the deal. Here's what I believe. I believe you've got to forgive, but I believe you've got to have boundaries with people. It's like dealing with someone who is, is a drug addict, and they burned you and burned you and lied to you and lied to you, and th maybe they're a family member. And I don't, I'm not speaking to anyone's situation in particular here at all. This is just an example and stuff I've heard in the past and read about and even experienced. I've dealt with, there was a guy years ago at this church, and he... His crutch was meth, and he would shoot that stuff, and it was wiping him out, and he was impossible to deal with because he had a, there was something in him that was good, and I believe he had a love for God, and he'd come in here and weep, man. I'd see him, but man, when he'd go through stuff or get rejected, he'd go back to that meth, and it was tough to deal with him because users are liars because they'll do anything to get back to that alcohol. You know, if they're an alcoholic or a drug addict, they're addicted. And it hurts you, and you let down your walls, and they hurt you again. Well, after a while, you've got to have boundaries, because you're not a doormat. You're not to just be stepped on all the time, but you can say, I love you, but our relationship has changed. I'm not going to allow you to do that. I'm not going to lend you money. I'm not going to let you show up at my house. This is an example. I remember this dude was showing up at our apartments. We had people living there. He'd show up at 1 in the morning and ask somebody for 20 bucks so he could go get a hit on something. So it's like, I love you, but don't come to my door either. I'm going to call the cops, or I'm going to punch you out. I'm just kidding. Take that off the recording. Strike that, Bali, Barry, everybody back. No, but I'm just saying, you draw a boundary. And sometimes you got to be strong in your boundaries. Like, that's it. I'm done. I'm serious. I'm done. I love you. I forgive you. But I need to see some change, or the, the relationship ain't going to be the same. It's not going to be like it was, because their trust is broken. And guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I've broken trust before, personally. And that really hurts people. That really hurts people. And man, it takes, it takes humility. <laughs> it takes humility even to forgive yourself sometimes. Sometimes we're the hardest on ourselves. We're our worst critic and judge. Sometimes we say, man, I, I need to forgive myself, but I need to humble myself and let you forgive me too. Because you break trust, and that's tough, man. That is tough. And that's point two is, man, forgive. Let's put that up there. Forgive. 
that, that's a large part of healing. We're going to talk some more about forgiveness on Sunday, so I'm not going to dwell on, on that too long. But, man, we need it. We all need it. We all really want it, too, at our core. We need to forgive and be forgiven, okay? Number three, this is huge. We got Connect Sunday coming up. The Ladies Connect groups are activating again, and there's some Connect groups that go on through the summer. But I'm going to tell you, this is huge right now. Talk to someone. Someone to talk to is powerful. (laughs) I I went to lunch with someone yesterday, and they kind of got on me, an old friend. And he's a crazy dude, but he's an old friend. And he said, uh, he said, I heard your message on Sunday, and he said, man, it was powerful. And he said, man, you threw a curveball at the Spanish. They did, man, you caught them off guard, and wow, it touched them. And he said, but you know you can call me if you're hurting. <laughs> touched my heart. Because he even remembered some conversations we had that I didn't, I had a vague recollection of them, but I didn't remember when they were. He brought them up to me. I'd forgotten, and he said, I remember you calling me about your mom. He said, it was a couple of times only. But this touched my heart. He said, I'm going to need you in the future because my mom's not well. Touched my heart. And I said, that's okay. And he said, and I've cried with you before when I had problems in this area or whatever, and I was going through a trial. He said, man, I'm here. You better call me. He said, I know know you've been hurting. He said, because he was asking me about how's this and how's that. And I said, great. He said, yeah, but how are you? And I thought, that's great. He said, no, no, I didn't ask how everything's doing. How are you doing? You know, not many people ask me that. They just don't. My position, who I am, I, I, you know, even when I'm having a hard time, I seem like I'm all right. Just, I guess, my personality, and I bounce back and stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, it touched my heart for someone to say, you can talk to me. Whether I ever exercise that right, I'm sure I will. But man, it touched my heart for someone to say, you can talk to me. Let's go to James 5.16. This is powerful. And this isn't just for connect groups. This is for life in the body of Christ. This is for life as a believer. This is for life as a human. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's powerful. Huh. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. One translation says, confess your faults one to another. Or, hey, just confess something you're going through. Confess how you feel. You say, man, I don't even know that this is a sin, but I'm struggling. I'm hurting. I'm, man, I'm heartbroken. It really helps. And for those that are more introverted than me, please don't bottle it all up. I believe everybody, regardless of introvert, extrovert, regardless of personality, everybody needs someone they can talk to. So get, get someone you can talk to. You've always got to talk to somebody. Have someone you can talk to that you trust. You say, this isn't leaving here, right? Right, it's not. Well, man, here's what's going on. That's going to help you be healed when you can talk to someone. Not everybody's a huge fan of the Alcoholics Anonymous program. But I see some things in there that are amazing. And one of those things is community and being able to talk and be honest with each other. That's powerful. That's how people are healed. Talk. You can talk to them. All right? Talk to someone. Talk to someone. And you know what? It can be a safe person. Someone you know is not going to give you grief. I mean, you want someone to go, hey, you can do better. But at the same time, you want sometimes, sometimes, y'all need this. Maybe it's just me. Sometimes you just need somebody to listen. They just go, okay. And maybe next time they'll tell you, hey, by the way, hey, I heard you and I love you. I'm praying for you, but you're tripping. <laughs> That's crazy. You don't want to do that anymore, okay? Like, or don't, don't even think of doing this. You, you told me that, and I'm, I'm here with you. I'm for you, but hey, be careful or whatever. But we all need someone at some point to go, man, I'm listening. I am listening to you. 
I, I haven't always been a great listener. I've had seasons where I've, I think I've been a terrible listener. But I've had people in my life who have helped me and reminded me, hey, would you just listen? My mom used to do that. <laughs> would you listen? You're not listening. You can't listen and talk. I'm like, no, I can talk and listen at the same time. No, no, you can't. You can't, I promise. It's really hard. God gave us two ears and one tongue, right? One mouth. And my ears stick out like little satellites, so they should be able to listen and hear people. Talk to someone. Talk to them, okay? Now, number four, this ties in at point two, to, but look, this is so important. After you, after you forgive, keep forgiving daily, but I want to say keep forgiving constantly. Let's go to Matthew 18, verse 21. You guys are very familiar with this reference. Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times he thought he gave a really holy, holy question there, man. That's God's number. That's your number, right? Should I forgive him seven times? On the eighth, we go ahead and have him killed. You know, I don't know. Who knows what Peter was thinking because he was crazy. He was passionate. He was kind of wild. He was a leader. Jesus said, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. I've heard preachers quote this and go, yeah, but it's 70 times 7 a day. 490 times a day? Well, the point is, keep forgiving. But sometimes you have boundaries and go, we're not going there again, but I'm going to keep forgiving you and I love you. I forgive you, but trust is broken. Now you've got to win my trust back. Some of you may say, yeah, now you've got to win my heart back. You've got to be able to be able to sit down with me and talk with me and be real and be honest. You've got you to win me back over. So keep forgiving. After you've forgiven Keep forgiving. You know how you pray and you keep asking God? A lot of y'all in here, y'all prayed some prayers over the years and God's answered your prayers. But right now you're praying for some stuff and you've talked to God about it over and over again. One translation says, keep asking. Keep praying, keep asking. So in the same way, keep, keep forgiving. Be persistent. <laughs> it's not easy. Some people burn you, I'm telling you. I've had people burn me several times. I was, I was not anywhere near 70 times 7. I thought, I'm done. I'm done forever. No, put up a boundary. Maybe you're not going to let them burn you anymore. But just keep loving them. You can forgive them, man. You can forgive them. Keep forgiving. Let's go through these again tonight. Number one, ask God to search your heart. Number two, forgive. Oh, man, you've got to forgive. As a believer, that is at the center of our faith, is being able to forgive and walk in love. Number three, talk to someone. Communicate. Sometimes people are like, yeah, but introverts don't talk that much, or they're, maybe they're more reserved. No, introverts, I've noticed, are brilliant at communicating, but in one-on-one -on -one settings. Extroverts work a crowd. Jen tells me all the time, she's like, oh, man, I don't know how you do it with that many people. And I'm like, a crowd energizes me, man. I'm, hey, God bless you, and it's one at a time. But see, uh, someone who's more reserved or introverted that way and says, man, I, I'm not out there just hitting up everybody and telling all my business, and I'm not. But they're brilliant. Introverts are brilliant one-on-one, -on -one and they're great communicators. Extroverts like myself have a lot to learn from people who are more introverted. <laughs> and I'm learning, I promise. I'm learning and I'm growing, okay? So talk to someone. Talk to someone. I guarantee you, you're good at it if you just try. God gave that gift to you, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, God gave you the gift of communication. You can talk to somebody and listen. Learn to listen, but learn to talk to somebody. Share your feelings, someone you trust. And number four, keep forgiving. Just do it all the time. Just plan on it. Practice it every day. Every single day. You work on it. And I want to ask you guys something tonight as I close. 
Why is it so hard sometimes? Let me rephrase the question. Why does it hurt so bad when somebody, when you have to forgive someone who's close to you? Why does it hurt so bad? Or you, he said, you, that's an interesting take on it. He said, well, you thought you knew them. Huh. And I, I see where you're going with that is like you didn't expect that from them. Mm -hmm. Expectations are tough because we, we expect a lot. What, man? Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, you, this may have not been the situation, but man, you, you knew me. Why would, why would you do that? You know I hate that, or you know that hurts me, or you know that, or you know me well enough to know that it didn't have to be this way. Ah, when they're close, yeah. Can you, I've always wondered, and I'm going to close with this. Wonder how Jesus, God in the flesh, he was all God, but he was all man. Wonder how he felt when Judas found him in the garden and kissed him on the cheek. He said, this, his, his signal to the Pharisees and the chief priests was, the one that I kissed, that's Jesus. Because he, he recognized Jesus, how he looked, even in the dark, and how he sounded. So he said, the one that I kiss, that's the one. Take him away. Can you imagine betraying someone with a kiss? Ooh, that's dark. That is dark. But it happens. Yes, ma'am. That's an odd thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's interesting, huh? We have a different guideline and a standard. It's like, it's like I expect, almost expect more of you than I expect of myself, like you said. And the only thing that God, I believe, really, when you get down to it, you say, man, God's expectations of us, or does he, or does he not? He, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So God's like, you're going to mess up, but keep believing. Keep believing. Keep confessing your sin. Keep coming back real with me. So that's powerful. So tonight on that note, go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and have you stand to your feet tonight. And I'm going to keep it real simple tonight. I'm not going to go long as some soft music plays. But right where you are, I want you to begin to hear God. Just, just for a moment, don't pray. Just quietly think and think about the areas of your heart that need healing, if you know of any. If you don't, if you don't, then God can reveal them to you. You say, man, I'm acting up in this area or I'm struggling in this area or I have a weakness in this area and I know it's because I have a hurt. I need to be healed Begin to think about that. Just a moment. Just a moment in God's presence. And I'm going to do this the whole series because, man, we need chances and sometimes we need repetition. Sometimes we, it takes a few times for it to stick but I'm going to raise my hand first tonight. 
God, I need you to heal my heart. If there's anybody else in this house that says, God, I need you to heal my heart of something I know or something I do not know yet, go ahead and raise your hand. My hand's up first. I know God needs to heal my heart. He's healing my heart. Wow, y'all are honest. God bless y'all. Just hold those hands up for a minute. Reach out for God just for a moment. Just for a moment. Oh, praise God. Y'all are, I know God's going to touch your hearts tonight. Everybody in this house, God is going to touch your hearts. In Jesus' name, Father, whether they know exactly what it is or they have an idea or have no clue, but they know they need healing in an area, God, heal them tonight. Let it begin. I believe it began on Sunday for those that were here. And those that weren't, God, let it begin for them tonight. And for the others, let it continue tonight. Let it continue the rest of our lives, God. We want to be a work in progress, but we want to be healed. Oh, God, we cry out to you. Heal us. We've made mistakes, God. Please forgive your people. We love you, Lord. We can't make it without you. But, God, we ask that you heal your people tonight. Heal your people tonight. Scripture says he binds the brokenhearted. He heals their wounds. Huh. He binds the brokenhearted and heals their wounds. Wow. Oh, Lord, we just, we just lean into you tonight, God. Oh, we just trust you tonight, Father. We trust you, God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. We can't make it without you, God. Can't do it without you. Father, heal your people tonight. That's my main thrust and focus tonight, God, is heal us. Heal us by the power of your Holy Spirit. If it's, been a, it's an ongoing thing already or you're just beginning now, Lord, heal us. We believe. We trust you, God. And our expectations of you, God, are that we know you keep your word. You're not a man that you should lie. You are spirit and you are truth. And we will worship you in spirit and in truth, God. Heal your people. Heal us tonight, God. Heal us in Jesus' name. Just a moment longer. God's doing something in your hearts. Here's some symptoms. Here's some symptoms that you need healing. Okay? And I've, so I've been there with some of these things. Maybe you have an addiction. You need healing. Maybe you have a hard time about telling the truth. You need healing. Maybe you lose your temper often. You need healing. Maybe you feel jealous often, insecure. You need healing. Maybe you're struggling with lust or pride. You say, man, what is going on here? What is going on? These weaknesses, what is this? This isn't the fruit of the Spirit. I want to argue. I want to fight. I want to be in strife. You need healing. You need healing. Let God heal those areas tonight in Jesus' name. Or you say, man, like me and Matthew, we're just grieving. I want to say this right now. Some of you, you have not even lost that loved one, but you're grieving because your relationship with them changed. Maybe they fell ill, or maybe they moved away, or whatever. You're grieving a relationship. Hey, that's how it was with my mom. I, it changed, and I was close to her still, and I loved her, but I, I went through grief after she fell ill in 2013. I was grieving how the relationship is, had changed. I still had her, but I was grieving. I was in a grieving process, and God's going to heal you tonight. Matthew, I'm praying for you, and I love you, young man, and God is going to heal you. You let it run its course. You're going to have good days, and you're going to have days, man, like, man, it's tough. I know. I know about it. 
I would never have known had I not lost my mom. Man, you can be prepared for it or think you're prepared and see it coming a mile away. And when it hits you, you say, wow, this is crazy. I've never felt anything like this. But God is with you. He is for you. And he lives within you as believers. And he's healing you tonight. I believe that for every one of you. You all raise your hands. God bless you. He is healing you. You forgive yourself. You forgive others. And let God heal you. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace in this house tonight. God's hand is on your lives. He's healing you right now. He's healing you right now. Whatever you need healing for or from, you are in recovery. You're healing up. In Jesus' name, I speak complete and total healing. In Jesus' name. We agree tonight, Father. We place our faith all in unity, and we agree in Jesus' name. Somebody share.